everybody, and welcome into the New England Ski Journal's Base Camp Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Wilber. I'm joined by my co-host, Mike Specian. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, Eric. Summertime's here. School is out. School is out, yes. It's School been, is out. It's, uh, it, for those who don't know, I, I spend the other half of my life as a, as a broadcast journalism teacher in Hanover, and uh, yeah, we're out. We're done. School's out. The kids are out, which means we're looking for everything on the on the calendar to do and it, it there's just so much out there from hiking to kayaking to you name it the summer in 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 whether you go to a ski area a ski town or just any of those states that that celebrate the outdoors there's just plenty to do one of those places obviously is well i say obviously maybe it's not as obvious because of what they went through last year gunstock mountain resort in new hampshire is getting ready for a busy summer season. And why is that notable? Well, because a year ago, Gunstock's summer season kind of went kaput and it became a, a controversy that sort of defined the summer in the ski world here in New England. Mike, what do you remember about that? Well, we're going we're to step back to the start of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the start of this podcast, the biggest news in New England's ski business was Gunstock. Yep. Boy, I remember everybody's jaw dropping when all of a sudden Gunstock basically stopped existing. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in a nutshell, it stopped existing. It was under attack. We, we, we lost sight of what the mountains are for, what that mountain is for, for skiing and for recreation. It became a political pawn. The only way to put it, a political pawn. Yep, it sure did. And and the tensions ran all summer. It, it was just, it, it led to General Manager Tom Day and uh, several o- others to just resign. Resigning. Resigning was a nuclear option, Tom Day had, had said at the time. And, and it seemed, right, like the, the summer operations didn't happen. And it, it there was some question whether or not Gunstock was going to be operational for the winter. The problem with a quasi-government facility. Yeah, I mean, we look, Gunstock became the U.S. Postal Service for New Hampshire. <laughs> right. Okay, it really did. You know, when, when we go recreate, I don't care if you go hiking in the whites or the greens or the Adirondacks, or we go out on the lake paddling a kayak and taking in the osprey or, you know, the loons— we, we put politics behind us. We put the ideologies behind us. When we go skiing, we don't care whether who you are. We embrace what we're doing. And I think the Gunstock situation just was, was eye-opening. I had a huge, huge problem when, when the state of New Hampshire leased Sunapee. Okay, I had a problem because guess what? This is my park. I didn't get a vote on whether they were going to lease it because I'm a New Hampshire resident. But you know what? The Gunstock saga was a different game. It it just great people and a great mountain being affected by people that were basically playing games. Right. It, it, it just solidified the entire 
passion that these people had for this place. And, and I think that was so commendable to, to witness and experience. I do want to go back that, that summer activities at Gunstock did resume in early August after, after things smoothed down and everyone went back to work. But this summer, you know, they're, they're definitely in place, right? Like the Gunstock is not going anywhere this year, all things hopefully, right? So we're going to talk to some people from Gunstock, check out what they've got coming up on tap this summer. We'll have Gunstock General Manager Tom Day back on, along with Gunstock Resort Services Director Robin Rowe. We'll have them right after this. Welcome back to the Basecamp Podcast. Joining us today on the line is Gunstock General Manager Tom Day and Robin Rowe, who is the Resort Services Director at the Mountain. Thank you to both of us for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Welcome. Welcome back, Tom and Robin. It's always good to see you online here. Really, Gunstock is such a great hill. I mean, close close to Boston, close to the seacoast. It has everything when it comes to wintertime. Tom, give us, give us some background. We just came, last year was definitely a unique summer that you guys came through. We, we don't want to dwell on it, but we just want to Make sure the listener understands where you were at last year to what we have coming this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, a lot of people are probably aware of it. We had some community relations issues, and there was a couple of... We're, we're run by a board of directors, basically, which is the Gunstock Area Commission. There were a couple of commissioners on there that, that weren't supportive of what we were doing and, and letting us run our business the best way that we could, which we were very successful at doing. And by doing that, they were, they were interfering a lot with our operations and creating base, basically, I'd say a hostile work environment that was impossible to get things done. We warned a couple of the other commissioners or suggested that there would be unintended consequences. They got to a point where we were all spending a lot of time be harassed and we decided as a group of senior managers to that that was going to be it and we walked down as a group and uh, said that we would come back as two of the commissioners resigned uh, there was a huge amount of community support they have 250 people that showed up at the at that meeting about the resignation and uh, one resigned and then a little bit after that the other one resigned also and since then they've appointed three more commissioners to the board who are really good, very supportive. They're skiers, and they've uh, a couple of them grew up skiing here, and they're they've been great. The meetings go an hour instead of five hours. They they encourage us to do what we're doing. They have made suggestions about what we need to do, but it's a very positive interaction at the meetings. All of them are skiing up here, so we ski with them when they're here on the weekends or midweek. So it's just been a huge difference. That almost eight months ago, between now and then, it's what it should be, and it's it's been a pleasant experience. Was when it was four months of torture. Four months of torture. So, how does it feel to be getting back to normal? Obviously, the summer business this year is going to be a little bit different than it was a year ago. Yeah, I mean, we have a two week interruption of the of, of our summer operations, so we're we're ready to roll. Robin's the one that is is basically runs all of that stuff. She's Charge pretty much all things that are revenue producing here. We do call her Revenue Robin. <laughs> and so it's it's kind of business as usual. She can certainly tell you about what we have, what we offer here in the summers. So Revenue Robin, I'm going to address you. <laughs> I, 
I would like to know how important the summer business is compared to winter, because it, it wasn't long ago that summer business at ski resorts was kind of like just let's put up a sign and say, hey, come here for the summer just to make a couple extra bucks. Now, you know, it's an integral part of a four season resort, correct? It is. As we know, the winter really is the meat and potatoes of our business. Summer equates to about 20% of what we do all year. But it is, it is, I think, a very important piece to the whole pie. We do have a an adventure park and a lot of resorts are going in this direction where they'll have what they call gravity-based activities. So we do have a zipline tour that's incredibly popular, an aerial treetop adventure course, which is really like a high ropes course, five different levels to it. It's a little more difficult as each level progresses. We also have a 4,100-foot mountain coaster. It's very popular. And then we have unbelievable, iconic views from our scenic lift ride from the top of our mountain. Um, That's in terms of the adventure park. We do have a campground with 250 campsites. That campground has been here as long as the ski area has been in operation, believe it or not. We also have a patio bar and restaurant that's very popular for all of our summer visitors in the summer. So definitely lots going on. We do about thirty to 40,000 visits in the summer. That's, that's substantial. Well, yeah, there's like the, the, the lake's right down the road and there's three million people that go through that whole lake region area. So we don't have to pick up a very much percentage of them to be able to have it be busy here. And certainly, as Robin will tell you, on a cloudy day when it's not necessarily a beach day, we get a lot of people here. Yeah, we sure do. That's hard. On a, on a very bright, hot, hot, sunny day, it's hard to compete with that lake. But we do, we have lots of other activities that are going on. We, we, have, we do a lot of corporate outings, a lot of group business. We just had our first wedding of the year this this past weekend. So we're very much back into the wedding business and very successful in that regards. And then we have several events that take place over the summer. Plus, one of the things that happened at the wedding this weekend is they got married at the top of the mountain. And then the bride, the groom, and their entire wedding party zipped down to the bottom. Oh, that's so cool. So cool. That was great. That's great. That's awesome. Robin, you you mentioned a lift ride or lift ride. I hear there's a pretty spectacular view up at the top. Boy, I'll tell you, it is a million dollar view. There is really none like it. I dare say that we have the best view around. I can tell you on a, a clear day, a very clear day, not only do you see Mount Washington, but you can also see the ocean as well. So you're looking at a beautiful mountain range and Lake Lampasaki and all the islands on it. So yeah, it's spectacular. That's awesome. Are there any summer events that people should put on their radar screen outside of the weekly trip up there to just go down the zip line and stuff? Absolutely. The, the first one is coming up next week. Of course, it's the 100th anniversary of the Motorcycle League, and we host the hill climb here every year. So that's happening on June 14th. With the 100th anniversary of, of Motorcycle Week, we do expect record-breaking crowds. 10,000 plus is my guess. So that is, that's a really exciting time for us. They're, they're racing up the 70 meter ski jump. If you've never attended it, it's, it's really quite something to see, to say the least. 
Then following that, we have an event called Trail Fest. That's happening at the end of June on the 24th and 25th. That's a, a running event where they they have races from 5K up to 80K racing up and around the mountains. For those crazy enough to run 80K, that is. And then we have a crafts fair July 4th weekend. We have those that crafts fair every year on July 4th and again, Labor Day weekend. Let's see what else. We've got our first annual summer send-off food truck festival. We're kind of excited about that one. That's happening on August 27th, where we'll have several 10-plus food trucks, a live band, um, some cow patty bingo. All right. Lots of family activities. We've got bridal shows. We've got fall foliage rides. There's just, there's always something going on up here. Excellent. I'm I'm just, I'm getting a kick out of when I'm reading your summer FAQs. And one of them is what happens if I'm too scared to continue my tour? There are no refunds. I think that's, that's fantastic. Good. You should, <laughs> you shouldn't be too scared to finish your tour. You went into the tour, get the tour that's done. Right. right? That's right. One of the offerings I do want to ask you about is the, the Bronco off Rodeo. If I'm, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, that was pretty unique when you, when you got it. Is it still one of like the only ones in the country? Yeah, it's, it's off Rodeo. And, it, but it does read a little differently. So I can see why you think that's pretty <laughs> Thank you. But yes, it's, it, we, they have one here. They have, there's one in Las Vegas. There's one in Texas. We're one of the, one of the threes in the country. If you buy a Bronco, you get a certificate to come here and participate in the, in the, it's a, called an ORS course. Mm-hmm. And it's designed by the courses. We have 2,200 acres here. There's been a lot of, Selective cutting, timber cutting. So there's a lot of logging roads and, and skid trails. So Bob Burns, who's a very well-known course designer, he did it for a Land Rover. He's 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 he's, he's well-known guy, great guy. He came here and he designed all these trails. So there's 32 Broncos here, and they go out in ways of 12 each, and they have professional drivers with them. And they take them on these ORX courses that are very technical. If you Google any of those things, you'll see what they're, what, what they're like. And it's definitely not, people think they're going to come here and drive around in a dirt road, but they don't. They have these technical courses he built. There's, there's one thing going up over Cobble Crown that we can't get up over on our side, by side, our gators. So they end up winching them over it. So it's a pretty unique operation. And it's, it's, they run from Friday through Monday and uh, it's full all the time. They, they're bunched. They stop at 12.30, well, 11.30 and 12 o'clock. They go to the top on the list. They have lunch up at the Dan Pub, and then they come back down and continue their course. It goes for eight hours. Wow. And then they have dinner in the, their, their base camp, which is all decorated with old Broncos stuff, old paraphernalia from the 68 Broncos and the history of Broncos. They've really done a cool job with that. So it's been a while and more, from what we understand, of the other locations, we're the one that has the most usage and the most visitation. And of course, in October, it's very busy because when the forage is out, that's when everybody wants to be here. So it's a cool program and uh, it's worked out really well for us. Very cool. I, I don't know, Eric, I'm in. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I've, oh. I've seen them head off up the mountain going, where are they going? Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think uh, you and I need to go up and partake. Well, I'm keeping an eye on the Bronco as my next vehicle, so I'll, I'll keep you in touch. You know, by the guest, Eric, whether you want to invite Mike or not, there's something Oh, okay, then forget <laughs> it. I'll, I'll, I got someone else online. That's no problem. Ex- oh, boy. <laughs> Throw, thrown to the side already. Go ahead. Yep. Okay. So 
Can you talk about some of the other offerings in terms of hiking, biking, fishing? Like what, what can people do sort of off of the adventure park sort of, sort of outside of the adventure park sort of? Wow, there's, there's a ton of trails through the Belknap Rages here. And so many people go to Mount Major, which is, which is a well-known hiking trail on Route 11, mm-hmm. but it's packed all the time on the weekends. We just have these great trails that go all across the, the ranges here. This is the Ridge Trail, this is Brook Trail, and you would never see anybody else on these trails. And they're great hiking. My wife's, my wife's a huge hiker with I. We've got a golden retriever, and I think she's hiked every inch of these trails. They go up over in the top of the mountain over into the Guilford Village. So there's a whole lot of stuff there. We have a little pond here that they stock. There's tons of people that come fishing in that pond to take advantage of, of that. And uh, and then we just had a, a fishing derby this weekend, as a matter of fact. So the state does stock the pond for us and uh, fishing is very popular here. Awesome. Yeah. And I was coming down off from the Ridge Trail the other day and ran into four mountain bikers coming up. And it's, it's certainly not a it's a single track, very rough trail. And uh, in fact, my wife joked to them as they were huffing and puffing to get up with this steep, rocky part. We we're coming down. She goes, can you go a little faster? We'd like to get moving. <laughs> I'm not sure that that was it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. What's, what's the trail on the right-hand side? I skinned it this spring. Is that the ridge trail that goes up to the tower and then across? Yes. Yep. Yep. That, that was, uh, I was super, super impressed especially looking out at Gunstock from that vantage point, which I had never seen before. Yeah, it's cool. And that's where our snowshoe tours in the winters, they ride tiger lift to get off of the top. And then they walk down and go across and get onto that ridge trail and they come across. And when they come up there, because it's usually obviously dark in the winter, they get to see the whole, the whole operation while the lights, because in the winter we have 22 trails up with four or five lifts. So they get to see that whole thing. It's a really cool view when you're up there snowshoeing. That's awesome. It's such a beautiful, beautiful view. Can you talk about a little bit about your camping and what people can expect for that this summer? Sure. Our campgrounds is, is very popular. We've got 250 campsites. 57 of those are folks that are seasonal. So they camp with us year after year, all summer long. Campground sits on 140 acres. Lots of activities. Not only do they have access to the adventure park at discounted rates, but we do have a heated swimming pool. We're very dog friendly. We have a a dog park for them to be able to run their dogs. There's a playground. They do typically partake in fishing, hiking. Great place to bring the family, your mountain bikes. A lot of folks will actually mountain bike around on the cross country ski trails that we have here, which is just kind of rolling hills for for those that are the diehards, like what Tom's wife encounters um, up on the mountain. Yeah, there's there's everything from basic sites for just pitching your tent to platforms. We just call those basic plus. And then we have everything from water electric to full hookup sites, plus two basic cabins. Bite week coming up, we're completely sold out. So every site is is booked and has been for a couple months. And I mean, we do we do very well on the weekends. We typically sell out of our our hookup sites for those RVers, especially on the holiday weekends, the Fourth of July, and some of those busy those busier weekends. So it's it's a very popular campground, and and it's important to the Lakes region because a lot of folks will actually come here to 
to partake in some other things happening around the area from Bank of New Hampshire Pavilion. They'll camp here, go to concerts and so forth. So yeah, it's a great campground. We do very well. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I saw some people the other day. I was walking down through the campground and they were walking up a couple, two guys and a couple of their kids, little kids. They were, had their fishing poles. And then the teenagers were more like, we're going to go do the coaster and we're going to go do, we're going to go zip and do this and that. So you can walk from the campground up to here. And the, the, it was very cute to see the little tiny, probably six and seven year olds with their fishing poles fishing. And the, the teenage boys wanted nothing to do with either one of them. And they, they took off. So there's, there's a, there's a great, there's a great way to be able to have your all kinds of members of your family have different experiences. Sure. What do you, what do you guys keep open for services in the summer then? Do you have a, a food bar or a food truck there or anything? Yeah, we do have the patio restaurant and bar that stays open when the adventure park is open. And our current operations for the adventure park is weekends only until we hit June 29th, which is about when school lets out for the season. And at that point, we go from Thursday through Sunday, so a four-day operation. And so the party, the patio bar and restaurant is very popular. It actually overlooks the base area, overlooks the pond. You can actually see the, the folks zip lining and in the aerial treetop course where both of those end, the patio bar looks right out over that. So if, if folks, some of the kids are off doing those activities, it's not unusual to see the parents sitting at the restaurant or at the bar and, and waiting for the kids to finish up their zip tour or their aerial treetop course. They also have a snack shack. So if you're just looking for something quick to grab and go, you can do that as well. And then our ski shop, the, the ski and sports shop is also open the same hours and times as the adventure park. So we do a nice little business in there. There's always some great sales going on this time of year prior to the winter months where we're still in that sale mode to try and, and clear out some of last year's products to get ready for busy winter and fresh new skis and outerwear and so forth. And so, yeah, there's, there's plenty, plenty to offer. Excellent. Well, this is a less of a summer question so much and just sort of Gunstock on whole. It's been a couple of years since Gunstock created its master plan for expansion. I'm just wondering where that is now and does that include any sort of summer improvements or, or different summer offerings coming down the line? Well, as far as the master plan there, that kind of got, this came to a screeching halt with our community relations issues where it's being re, re-examined right now and talking about what we necessarily want to do winter-wise, summer-wise. What we've been talking about in the campground is putting some tiny houses down there because these two cottage cabins that we have are so popular. So we've been talking about building some houses potentially down in the pea field area where they, this, the campsites actually, it's where the mill plan is. So we're, we're still, that's back on the, on the radar again to take a look at that. So we're, we're gradually reintroducing the master plan into the discussion periods again. And we're trying to make sure that what we talk about doing, we're actually going to. Well, I, I think tiny houses are a great option out there right now. Everybody's looking to get out, but not everybody wants to be in a tent and not everybody has a trailer. So to cross those demographics is, is a great idea. 
A question for both of you. I've spent quite a bit of time up at Gunstock through the years. What is the different vibe up there in the summer than in the winter? Let's see. Well, in the, in the summer, typically people people are, it's, it's less difficult to get to the resort to achieve what it is you're here to play. In the winter, it, it can be a little challenging for a family tugging on a couple kids and ski equipment and it's cold. Although they're very happy to be skiing in the summer, it's kind of a little bit more laid back. They're in their flip-flops, kind of relaxing. I wouldn't say we see a, a ton of crossover between our summer and our winter guests. I think there is definitely a bit of a divide. I mean, we do have some crossover. We have some folks that that are very loyal to us in all seasons. But our summer folks tend, we do a lot of business coming out of the cities. They're coming up to kind of get out of the city, enjoy the lake and the mountains. So it's, I'd say it's a bit more laid back. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a different, different demographic. Different, yeah, it's different true. demographic, different vibe, for That's sure. Well, it's just like a lot of the skiers don't know we have a campground. A lot right. of campers don't know we have a ski area. Exactly. Boy, I don't know how you can't know you you have a campground when you pass it on the way in every day. Yeah, I know. You're my surprise. You would be amazed. That, that's like yeah. not knowing you have cross country trails because you pass those too. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, people, people aren't always that great at reading signs. And we're probably not doing a good enough job cross marketing both both seasons. Well, whatever it is, you're doing a great job of something because I, I mean I've said it again, I've said it before that my two sons who are 15 and 13. Their favorite place to ski is Gunstock, like bar none. And so when I informed them that this summer, we're going to try and get up there and do some of the adventures, they were, they were excited. Just Gunstock has sort of found a place in their heart. And I, I think that that speaks to sort of the, the vibe, like, like Mike mentioned, that goes on there. So, so thank you for all you do and, and for the products that you have brought us and wishing you luck for a much smoother summer this time around. Yeah, we're looking forward to that too. <laughs> I, I, Guess what, Tom, when we talked back in September, I think it was, when you were struggling, boy, you had to make up time because to get ready for the winter because everything got shortened. Guess what? It's going to be a normal year this year. You're going to have time to get it all done. Yeah. We're, like all this, everybody in the ski business, you have Alzheimer's disease. So as soon as October hits, even though we don't have all that crazy stuff behind us, everybody always goes, oh my God, we're going to open it in one. Right. Yeah. Ex exactly. Tom, I've got one question for you because you've been around as a GM for as long as I can remember in the ski world. How in the world did Killington farm snow the way they did, making it to June 1st? Well, they made a lot of snow at Superstar for that World Cup race. Yep. A lot. And they, the way that they put, which is, which is brilliant what they did, they, the spacing on their guns there is, is three times the closeness for any of most trails. So they were able to make a ton of snow. So they they had that, and I'm sure they did a lot of fertilization and stuff to get it there. But they had a, the trekkings and made a lot of snow on one trail, which they did for that race and continue to build it up. So, and they've got the reputation of staying open longer than anybody else. So they did it. What they what did they expose last Thursday? Did they yep. just make it the that June first? Unbelievable! June 1st. Unbelievable! But yeah, I, it's crazy. It I was I've seen it, it was. Someone said I was. I went over. It was a little bumpy for me. And there was something my age that I'm getting on old bumps. Yeah, but yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a historical thing. We were part. Waterville was part of this Kenyatta one time in Killington 
we were part of the Kellington families. Yep. It was an interesting experience to, to see how they got open in the spring and stayed open as long as anybody else. Well, we want to thank you both for coming on. Looking forward to coming up and seeing you guys this summer. And also, I'm going to give you, once again, two years in a row, one of my best days of the year was at Gunstock after that last dump. You guys do an amazing job, and I applaud you for your efforts. Thank you very much. And Eric, when you come up, you got to do the aerial treetop adventure. Your boys will like that. Oh, I, I, I've, I've done the aerial treetop at, at Stowe, and it kicked my behind. Yeah. I, yeah. So well, I'm, I'm going to tell them it's nice and easy. Don't worry about it. And we'll see them sweat a little bit. You, you know what? They'll, they'll definitely yes. like the last two. <laughs> yeah. I'm, fact. I'm coming too, but I'm coming with the Zoom camera so I can see his face. Excellent. Right. Thank, thank you, you very much. That Thanks. is Gunstock. Thank you, thank you guys. Yeah. Bye. That is Gunstock General Manager Tom Day and Robin Rowe from Gunstock. Eric, Gunstock isn't the biggest, isn't the baddest, but boy, does it have everything for a family. It sure does. And and again, I, I keep hopping on this, but my two kids, they love that place. And it's not like that's the only place I've taken them. I've taken them throughout New England. But something about Gunstock has really stuck with them as far as being a great place to ski and a, just a great place to be. So like I mentioned to, to Tom and, and Robin that I can't wait to bring them up there this summer just so show them the place in, in a different light and to show them sort of how this this place, this, this special place pivots for another season and offers an entirely different menu of things to do. It does. It it was very interesting what Tom stated. When we when we spoke to Ski Vermont mm -hmm. about the difference between winter and summer and so on, and you asked them about marketing, how you do it, and the different demographics. Gunstock, I was I was a little bit surprised that it's a totally different customer. You have your loyalty loyalist, but unless you have a house there, you might not be going there. Right. But to to expand and have a totally different client base is just awesome. I mean, I don't, I don't know any other way to say it. It really is. And you look at, again, you look at the history of like what ski areas have done to adapt to different seasons. And look, spring is taken care of because you can ski for as long as you want. Summer was always sort of like that empty season, like nobody did anything. Then golf courses started to pop up, maybe a water slide here or there, maybe an alpine slide. And that was pretty much the extent of it, right? Well, the past 20 years have given us a whole wealth of different things, mountain coasters and, and zip lines and treetop adventures, that it really has become just sort of an arm of summer in, in the way that we experience this. Like, look, in New England, we are blessed. I can't imagine having a summer anywhere else because where else can you go to the beach and go to the mountains in the same day if you want to, right? That sort of variety just doesn't exist in Florida. It doesn't exist in, I guess it can in California, but not with the ease that you can do it here in New England. And that makes it special. And I think that ski areas understood that, look, we have a niche here. We're more than just hiking. We can be mountain biking. We can be roller coasters we can be a whole different genre of things than we are in the winter just by using the same landscape and it really has turned into creating year-round adventures for everyone it has and i think the other cool thing about gunstock 
is that it it can be a day trip. You don't have to go from the Boston area, from Portsmouth, from Worcester. It is a day trip up there. It's just as if you were going skiing. People drive to Sunapee for day trips all the time. Yep. They drive to Gunstock for day trips in the winter. Talk about the summer. You don't have to stay overnight. But why not? Because you've got the lake there, too. Well, I wrote this in the summer edition of New England Ski Journal, which is on newsstands now. And it, it referenced a Vogue article, of all things, that Vogue was doing a piece on ski areas during the summer. Here's the quote. You have the ability to walk, swim, kayak, or canoe in some of the most picturesque areas where there is snow and ice in the winter months. Okay, sounds pretty obvious. And you would think, who does that quote come from? Maybe a ski area, GM? No, that comes from luxury travel company Abercrombie and Kent's Europe product manager, Liam Dunch. Doesn't exactly, it's, it's a quote that actually simplifies things down to exactly what we're doing here in the summer, right? These places are beautiful in the winter. Why not go in the summer? It seems so logical and basic that we don't, why isn't summer to ski area have been a thing for 50, 60 years, right? It, it, it truly is. It, it's a new way to experience something in a landscape that you love different time of year. It, it should be, you, you should learn to, to enjoy these playgrounds at any point of the year. And, and summer is a great time to do it because the activities and the, and the, the schedule and the just things you are able to do are a long list. Well, what, what is really getting to me right now about as we talk to more and more of these resorts for the summertime, mm-hmm. uh, what is the vibe in the mountains at that point in, in Vermont or in New Hampshire? The vibe becomes laid back. The vibe becomes slower. The vibe, you, you smell the roses of sort rather than, oh my goodness, there's a half a foot of new, I got to go charging. Mm-hmm. Now you're stopping and that hike along the ridge line, the ridge trail is now, wow, mom, did you see that eagle? Did you see that hawk? It's, it's a totally different game in the summer. Perfect. And it is a check before you go kind of thing. Don't just show up at the ski area and say, I want to buy a ticket to the zip line. As always, go online to the particular resort and see what they have offered, what sorts of packages they they provide. But again, this is not the same thing as don't you, walking up to the ticket window and just ordering a lift ticket is a thing of the past. It's the same kind of thing with these summer adventure parks. Go online first, check out what they got and see how you can pay in advance before you arrive at the, the place. I, I think that's great advice. My little advice to everybody, when you want to go someplace last minute on a weekend and the weather's nice, you go into Lincoln, it's going to be busy. You go into Franconia Notch, there's Lafayette is going to be packed. Turn off a little bit earlier. Head to Gunstock where it's going to be a little bit slower. And you're going to be able to get in there and do what you want to do without 10,000 of your best friends. Right. That's gunstock.com for all that information. And obviously, no matter where you're going, go to that particular website. And if you're having trouble figuring out where to go, I will give you Internet 101. Just send me an email, eric.wilbur at skijournal.com. You can also send some suggestions, advice, ideas for the shows. We've, We've gotten some that have come in lately for the fall season and i am going through them i'm I'm, I'm appreciating them and we will start doing a calendar of 
ski related podcast in the next few months, but we've got plenty of summer left. So I can't wait to get out there and uh, enjoy the season. It's going to be a lot more than just going to the beach this year, kids. You know what? School's out now. Mm-hmm. It's time to play. No excuses. Grab the kids if you have kids. Get them outside. There's no better spot to be than outside rather than in front of a computer screen. Yep, beat the heat. I am Eric Wilbur. Mike, thank you very much for joining us. Eric, once again, always good to talk about the mountains, talk about getting outside, and look forward to the next time. And we'll see you here next time. That is it for this edition of the Basecamp Podcast. I am New England Ski Journal editor Eric Wilbur. We will see you next time. New England Ski Journal's Basecamp is a Siemens Media podcast. Siemens Media, inspiring, informative, insightful.